0: Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And me, John. Cue the theme tune.
1: Keep on sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on sunny side alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on sunny side alive. Ta
0: da. Hope, our theme hope tune. that didn't
1: deafen you down the line there, John. No, I was enjoying that, that's lovely
0: That's a good tune isn't it, that's 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 the best bit That's we peak early on this show And straight into yeah, like, there's,
2: there's nothing as good as that coming up <laughs> No I usually switch off after that to be honest <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair point a fair point. So have you, hang on, have you listened to the show then? I have but Ages ago, ah, ages ago. I, see. I, don't, I don't have much time for
2: fun anymore Before you know before like. you
0: had kids Was it? Yeah. I, I bet you it was How old are your kids now? Um,
2: the eldest will be 10 next month, and
1: the twins are 7.
0: Well, I suppose we should
1: tell our listeners who our guest is. That's
0: true, yeah, that's a good... I was just thinking that. It's just my mate John from Liverpool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) right, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: uh, Most important thing is the age of my kids, obviously. Yeah, clearly. My name's John Reckon, and I am a writer, allegedly.
0: I have nothing I like did about it, John. You you're as poor as any other writer out there. Uh Exactly. <laughs> living in a garret. If that doesn't make the mark of a proper writer, I do not know what, what normally does. Now you're normally partnered with uh Leah Moore, your wife, uh and but uh you and I have been doing some stuff uh away from Leah. Has she been jealous? Is that is that uh... playing around? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't
2: like the way that was worded. to be honest.
0: <laughs> if you can see the glee <laughs> the... on his face, John
2: this isn't the time or the place to announce this. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I mean, to be honest, she's um, she's got her own project on the go at the moment, so she's quite happy for me to yeah. piss about doing silly so stuff. It's with an you. open
1: relationship, is what you're
0: saying. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so, right, whenever I first met you, about I don't know, 15 years ago or something would have been. You definitely hadn't mm-hmm. had kids yet. It would have been about 14 or 15 years ago, I think, I first met you at a comic convention uh, in Belfast because yeah. you hadn't had kids yet. And I, I, I was delighting you with stories of trying to push down small, tiny baby erections while you were putting nappies <laughs> on. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> and I, I And, and it still didn't put you and Leo off having kids. <laughs> no. Um but at the no. time but the time you and Leah were all your writing was together, was that always a plan? Was that always I mean, did you do a lot of writing together? Or was it kind of like every credit I've seen yeah. with you, it's it's been the both of you on there?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I know you as one half of Mirror and Repian.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean so basically what happened was back in the midst of time before children, um and so it was like two thousand and three, um, Leah started doing some writing and the first thing she basically she was offered the chance to um pitch a story to America's Best Comics as was mm-hmm. which doesn't exist anymore um and she wanted to do it anonymously
3: mm-hmm.
2: um she didn't want it, the the editor to know that it was Alan Moore's daughter doing yeah, it yeah. so she did it she did that under my name initially mm-hmm. so she had that story Good tax um,
1: dodge to, as well. Wait, wait. <laughs> well, Are we just talking to Leah putting on a voice now? <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you know what? It was actually so long ago that she had to fax
2: through stuff. Uh, and, yeah, she was actually faxing. We actually had to go to like a copy place and yeah. fax contracts and stuff through. But um, So she got a few, a few stories going after that. And then they said to her, did she want to pitch a series? And this was when we were first living together. Mm-hmm. And so basically, we just ended up bouncing ideas off each other. And by yeah. the time we pitched this series, I'd kind of done uh, so much of it that it was sort of, um, was you know, of half you. and
0: half. Yeah. What were you doing before that? Were you writing before that? Or were you kind of writing articles? Or were you, because you've, you've written a lot of stuff for, I think you've written for 14 times and things, have you? Or am I wrong there? Just assuming that on the basis of yeah, your no, interests?
2: Yeah. No, the first thing ever I published was in 14 times. But mm-hmm. weirdly, um, I wrote that after we'd started doing the pitch because basically the the pitch happened organically,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then it, it made sense for us to do it together. And then once it was accepted, like I just thought, you know, I was this happened, and so I, I needed to kind of go. All right, well, I'll go off and write some stuff myself quickly before all that happened. So yeah. yeah, fourteen times was was where I started doing that. So we've always our comic stuff was the stuff we were writing together. Yeah. Um. I, but we've always written other things separately. So I'd write articles and short stories and stuff as well. Um, But basically it's come down in more recent years to that we're realizing that we're only getting paid. We're doing one job between us and getting paid one person's wage. So it makes makes more sense if we do two jobs.
0: (laughs) As a as a very good friend of mine once said to me about co writing, he said it's twice the work for half the money. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why do it at all? Um yeah. So yeah, I mean, and I, I, yeah, and, and effectively doubles what you're capable of producing, I suppose. Or I mean, you, you have you have uh, what do you have? Four, three, three glorious kids. Is that right? Three, yeah, three, three glorious, kids. one little shit. Is that? <laughs> Yeah,
2: I won't say which is which, but that's, well, more, like two, more like two
3: little
0: kids. Um, but that I mean, and they take it because I used to think that my kids were a handful. I I was the benchmark by which you would measure, oh, my God, don't have kids. That that would be, I would talk to Stephen <laughs> uh, Mooney and a bunch of other Irish uh, comic creators and they would go, well, you, you put me off having kids. But now, I mean, having seen the Troubles, and, not Troubles is the wrong word, but I mean, every child is an adventure uh, some of them are just <laughs> slightly more adventurous than than others uh, And you look like you have a great relationship with your kids But they are hard work I mean, that would yeah, be fair to say hard, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: The mi- the middle of every day is you know, Well, if they're in school, it's lovely yeah. But I mean, the middle of every day when they're here is quite nice But it's like getting everything sorted at the start of the day And trying to close everything down at the end of the day Is just like,
3: yeah. you know,
2: the the, the idea of you know what? I used to used to be up to like three o'clock in the morning if I had like an idea that I was like, well, yeah. I can't stop on this. And now I think,
1: you know, it gets to half nine, and I just think, well, there's no I, chance of this.
0: I can't start on this. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I've never I've never really talked to anyone before who's been one half of a writing team. I mean, how does that actually work? What is the mechanics of? Do you do every
0: other letter? Is that? <laughs> Leah Leah to- gets all the vials, and you get all the constants. Is that? That's it. Yeah, it's like a big game of countdown, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: so we'll have our basic premise. We'll have mm-hmm. that okayed by whoever we're doing it for. Then we do a page-by-page breakdown so we know what's going on. Then we sit down together and we Leah roughs those out as little pages mm. because she can't tell what I'm drawing because I'm awful at drawing. <laughs> um, and then we divide those pages up and we go away and type them. Mm-hmm. And then we combine them into a single document.
0: Is that, scene, is, is that scene by scene? Are you kind of going, these three pages are one scene, I'll write this. You've got two pages, that's one scene, and we'll write these scenes separately. Or are you going literally, I'll take every other page, or I'll take up to here because it's interesting. You can do those ones because you're interested in that But Is that the way it sort of divides out, or is it different every time?
2: It would be different every time, but more often than not, it would just be like, how many pages do you think you can type today? <laughs> I think I can type four. <laughs>
0: So there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great uh, part about being any kind of creative right in the early part of your career where it's 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 a magical kind of um mystical, magical process. And then there's a there's a part where you're you, you're a working creative and it becomes purely how much time can I spend on this? What are the numbers yeah. here? How can I manage to hammer out exactly the amount of work I need to do? <laughs> it's just, it just comes down to numbers.
2: I think with that as well, like, I know it does sound kind of a bit cynical and all the rest of it, but at the same time, it's like, it's once you've got past the the kind of, the, the being overexcited about the magicalness of it and being yeah. overexcited about get, getting things perfect, because you realize that uh, more often than not, if you've got a good idea, you know where you're going with it, mm. you can hammer it out and it's going to be just as good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. Or, or you could agonize over it for months and drive yourself mad and you probably end up
0: with nothing? more or less
2: back weight yeah
0: yeah
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so it's about about knowing knowing that you can sort of power through things and yeah yeah so i mean working as working is a um co-writing stuff is great because you've got another person's eyes on everything yeah. all the time so we be we'd be tweaking dialogue we'd be doing all that and when we send stuff off we'd be like, well, you know, we know that that's, you know, we, it's sort of pre-edited,
0: yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, between um, the two of you, you've come to come some sort of consensus. But, but I, I mean, is there is there a danger in a kind of shift of tone or a shift of voice in, in that? I mean, if you're doing dialogue for a character and then Leah comes in, has she got a different ear for dialogue? Or have you kind of, you know, are you both sort of converging on the same point anyway? Or do you have to kind of hammer down some edges?
2: Um, I, it's, because it all happened quite organically, I don't yeah. think that, um, we we sort of, we have a, a voice that we write in. I mean, it depends on the project, but yeah. I think that be- between the two of us, it, I don't think you can really tell the joins. And to be perfectly honest, there's some things that are out there already that are credited to both of us that actually only one of us will have written.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, because we, quite name? often we can't be... You know, can't be bothered saying I'll oh, change the contract yeah. and change this. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just yeah. go, like, Oh, there's another thing. And so, there,
0: I mean, there's yeah. kind of, there's kind of, um, there's a brand recognition to the name Moore and Repian that, that. You know, you you've both worked and forged your career together, and so the the single name Mur more I'm as interchangeable with Mur as I am with More. More and Repian is one name. Is you know, it's it, you see that as one writer's name, but and then to suddenly cleave that back into into two separate writers, then it's kind of do you, I mean, have you had cre- a lot of credits apart from uh, uh, article writing that, that have just had your name on them? Is that? A, in is, comics I
2: yeah. don't know I don't know if I've had um I've got a thing coming out actually in October which is I think probably one of the first things that the first comics things that I've mm. ever just had my name on on my own um and that was because that was like um a, 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 an oversized one-shot thing that I was doing while Leah was doing something else so
3: yeah.
2: um but now I think that might be the first thing that's ever just been credited to me Leah does her, you know does her own stuff and has done kind of um Red Son, yeah, and has done. Um, oh, what did she do? She did an Irene Adler miniseries. Oh yeah, a few years ago, and um, so she she's done she's done more solo comic work than, yeah. than I have.
0: Yeah. Um, and was was there was there a part of you kind of seeing that work with your name on it for the first time, thinking, "Oh yeah, that's me"? <laughs> or was it kind of was it slightly sad? And you know, what what was the, was there an emotional connection to that, or was that is that uh, you know you're a big boy and don't be silly? Kind of thing, you know. Was there, you know, the first time you see your name in print is is kind of cool. So I'm kind of wondering, is yeah, a, yeah. you know, you see it in print and now. It's your name and just your name. Is that kind of like, is there a new feeling there, or is it a kind of yeah? Well, that's cool. I I am my own person. I can do this. I'm a big boy. <laughs> no feeling at all. I'm. Uh, I'm, dead I'm, in- I'm
1: not sure that everyone has the same insecurities as Bj. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I don't know. I I need to find these things out. I need me, to know.
1: me, me, all me.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, what were your feelings when you saw that, your name on the, on the first thing that was a comic that wasn't you and Leah together? Did it matter? Did it not matter? Did it, you know, did it represent anything, do you think? Or was it a kind of, you know, I mean, clearly I don't feel like there was a conscious, hey, we should write our own projects here. Or was it just... This is a pitch that that happened and and it went on to something. Yeah, well,
2: this thing. I mean, it was a, the, the thing that I've done is kind of it's a work for hire thing. It's a bit of a mm. um, it's it's a bit of an odd fish, to be honest. It's kind of a franchise thing, but it's um, it's a franchise that somebody's kind of dreamt up themselves, and then it, it, it's been funded through Kickstarter, and yeah. it's, but it, it's it's this like mad. Well, so it was one of those things where it was a bit like it hasn't felt as much like doing my own comic series yeah. on my own. To yeah. be honest, it felt more like it was it was a, a it was work for hire, work for hire. It was kind of a story that existed yeah. that needed to be converted into comics. Yeah. But obviously, now that you've mentioned it, I feel
0: really terrible about it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I'm just wondering: do your kids first time to see that they go, "Mummy and Daddy are doing separate comics together." what's <laughs> We <laughs> have to
2: sit, sit them down and have that conversation with them. Like, sometimes really a man and a woman,
0: comics. even they still love each other very much, but sometimes they write separate comics. Sometimes they have to basically see other
1: publishers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I um, we w- we went past the W. H. Smiths um, when the I, I can't remember whether it was our eldest or it was the twins, and for one of the first times I sort of. I passed one of my own books, which is my um, Haunted Liverpool book from years ago, which every Halloween gets stocked around Liverpool. So I always see it, see it in Asda and Tesco and things. And we went past WH Smith and, and I said, oh, look at that, you know, and pointed at it in the window. What does that say on there? And they had to kind of slowly read it out. And they said, oh, is that your name, Daddy? And I
0: said, yeah, I wrote that book. And then whoever it was I was talking to, he said, it looks rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> kids are kids are nuts, you yeah. know, they're the worst. <laughs>
1: John, a couple of the earlier books that I remember um, you and Leah working on together were the Dracula and Sherlock Holmes books. I mean, were those things that you pitched yourself or were they things that someone came to you and said, are you interested in this? Because they're very research-heavy projects, those?
2: Yeah, um, they they were. It was when we used to do a lot of work for Dynamite and um, they were sort of reactions to each other in a weird way. So Dracula was the thing they asked us about first um, and for whatever reason we we said well if we were going to do Dracula what we would do is we would try and get away from the kind of hammy you know the way he's normally portrayed in comics and we would try and do this like really properly in-depth ridiculously over-researched version of Dracula so we did that and it was basically like doing a PhD in Dracula kind of thing we came out knowing more about Dracula than we ever wanted to know and was ridiculously thorough with it um
0: and, and nowhere nowhere near made the money that it that you were paid to do, I would imagine, the amount of time required. No, possibly not, possibly <laughs> not.
2: Uh, but um, And then I think we were about midway through that and Dynamite said to us, oh, would you like to do a Sherlock Holmes series? And because we were so deep in all the research stuff with Dracula, we said we will, mm. but we're not going to adapt any Sherlock Holmes stories. We'll do an original
0: Yeah. You know, we'll do our Dracula. own Sherlock
2: Holmes mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, that did come up, yes. um, but but yeah, So we said we'll do that, and they were like, "Well, we want you know, we were after sort of proper, authentic Conan Doyle." Well, we'll yeah. do that. We'll do we'll do like this perfect, you know, previously unseen Sherlock Holmes series. So we were finishing Dracula with our heads in all these ridiculous amount of Dracula books, and then trying to work out how to write a proper Holmes mystery where we realized, you know, reading the Conan Doyle stories, he quite often, when it comes to what Holmes has noticed, Holmes has noticed something that isn't in the text, mm. you know, because he's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. If you're doing a comic, you want to go that what If you turn back to yeah. page three. You want to see and, whatever and it is you so want, Holmes has seen. You'll, you, you'll be able to see it. You know, we want to say to you, it was all there if yeah. you were clever enough. Yeah. So we we did all of that, and we thought, well, the easiest way <laughs> the easiest way to do this would be if we don't know what's going to happen. So we'll write ourselves into a corner, because um, this was apparently, this is how um, Agatha Christie used to do it, where uh-huh. she'd write the books um, up till the end. She'd give them to people to read, and then she'd say, who do you think did it? Like a poll of, of yeah. the, who they thought, and then she'd make it the person, the least suspected person. So we sort of thought, we'll do that in comics so we'll write ourselves into a corner and we got to the end of issue two mm-hmm. and the pair of us literally sat there just um in tears just going <laughs> we have ruined our comics career there's no way out <laughs> of um you know we've, we've 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 absolutely messed up and hap- happily we managed to to pull it off and it's a, it's a good mystery but I wouldn't recommend ever doing that again. <laughs> yeah,
0: that does that does seem like the sort of decision you make once in your life and never do again. Like <laughs> yeah. for a mystery. I mean I I mean I don't know how Agatha Christie would do it but it just it just feels like you're going to be kind of looking through and uh, I would imagine if an artist has already drawn it you're looking at it going what mistakes has the artist made that we can use as a clue <laughs> just to just to figure yeah. it out. Yeah.
1: Um do you yeah. think because of that then you started getting offered lots more books that were researchy Victorian E gothic I'm thinking of Albion mm. you know which which is a, a, a deep dive into you know the heritage of British comics and that that's must have been a ferocious amount of research
2: um, it was but i mean you know that was easier <laughs> it's easier to read a lot of issues of buster than um, <laughs> yeah. you know but it, no yeah it was and um there, there was a lot of work on that and that was a you know in hindsight it was a funny series to do and it was the opportunity to work with Leah's dad was sort of that early in our careers mm. was something we obviously had to do but it was a bit of a poison chalice as well in a way because it was never going to be you know it was never going to be League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it was never going to be an Alan Moore book it was very much you know there were four writers on it really there was Alan yeah. there was Shane the artist and and us too um and it was it was difficult to get everybody's ideas in there it was difficult to um sort of come up with this kind of slightly darker spin on these characters without turning it into kind of nastiness
0: yeah um
2: or is so it was, uh, I would
0: imagine would be the other thing you've got a hot step away from zenith
2: Wouldn't yeah yeah and um, um what's his name as well um jack staff mm. uh, yeah you know so there was stuff around i mean we put some references to jack staff in there we sort of incorporated that into it a bit and so it was it was an interesting one to do and it was it was fun to i mean the best character my favorite one to be able to write was to write face ache, even though we weren't really supposed to do him so we couldn't call him face ache. um but you know it was nice to have him in there and him and martha from martha's monster makeup and the 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 brilliant bit where they've been separated into the women's wing and the men's wing, and then when everybody escapes just ruined the whole series for anybody who hasn't read it and uh, when everybody escapes then they finally meet and then they have this really grotesque kiss because they're both kind of there's just this big brunch, brunch, <laughs> scrunch, yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. magnificent um, so after i mean did you Albion was at d c but did you, did you think there was a career there at d c or was it kind of no let's get away from this i know what this i know the experience that this can bring or or was it a kind of job and writer looking for whatever the next gig is what was what was the kind of feeling there
2: yeah we were look- we were looking for whatever we could get really, yeah. but uh, um that was the time that you know this is it we were because we did that series with Alan and yeah. then it was around the time when Al- Alan then split from DC and yeah. sort of had a bit of a bad relationship with DC. Then I think that kind of counted against us. I mean, I don't, I always say like, not, we don't bear any of the same grudges that Alan bears because we we wouldn't be able to work kind of thing. Yeah. So you know, it's not like we we carry on these these. There's a certain things, there's
0: a, yeah. There's a certain luxury you can afford at some at some point. So You know, you can turn your nose up at certain things, but when you're you're just starting out in your career, it's very difficult to do that. It's very difficult to say no yeah. to, especially the big two publishers. Yeah, I
1: think there's a big difference between someone who doesn't want to work in comics anymore and someone who really does want to work in comics. Yeah. and you, you yeah. kind of have to have relationships that uh, allow you to carry on in yeah. the in the latter.
2: But I don't know whether um, really Albion sort of damaged our relationship with DC a bit because it was it was a very awkward project and it was yeah. it took place at at an awkward time. Me and Leah went awkward, obviously.
0: But no, no, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, as, as a <laughs> but, book, do you think, I mean, because it seemed a strange project because it it didn't fit in any other DC milieu. I don't know if it would. It came about because DC were basically going, Alan. You know, can we give Alan this and and he? Well, Alan it was missed. a wildstorm book, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, it was weird because
2: it came about through um, Andrew Sumner, who uh, um, was used to work at um, Loaded Magazine, who's a lovely guy, um, who is friends with Bob Wayne at DC. Mm-hmm. And they basically realized that they had a load of these characters that they yeah. could cross-license. Um, and that's really, uh, you know, Rebellion have now got a lot of those characters. So yeah. a lot of that stuff is kind of... Um, happened again but it was kind of just a I think it was a fun idea that was discussed at you know San Diego one year or something where they said you know what would happen if we if we crossed over these characters and what we did was just completely ignore what characters we had and what we didn't have and just use all kinds so um (laughs) um, so again that was a nightmare where we'd we'd have to have people checking whether we could uh, do this and do that and
1: well um, I, yeah. I suppose from the point of view of um the appeal to an American audience a lot of them would never have even heard of these characters so it was it was a very niche appeal you know i mean i I appreciated it <laughs> they, they, they were characters that I grew up with uh, but i I remember reading it thinking like, apart from me and other people like me who is this for I'm really enjoying yeah. it <laughs> so.
2: I mean we were we were you know stupidly sort of willfully obscure with so much of it. I mean because some of it was set um in liverpool and manchester th- to begin with and so there was things like um they went into a sayers which is like our local Greg's, mm. um and went and bought some stuff in there and i remember we went into sayers and took a photo and like got said to the woman behind the counter so that so that our artist can get your um your <laughs> outfit right can we do that and like mm. the prices of whatever they bought like a steak bacon a sausage roll were completely correct Me like, always you know, meticulous what? john <laughs> Why are we doing
0: this? Who is this for? Oh, I have no idea. So we just, some, but we decided some, that
2: was how we were going to
0: be. Some American reader in Colorado going, my God, the prices on these are wrong! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll never read another Rapion Moore book!
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, do you think there was a kind of... Um, you? There wasn't enough editorial kind of control, do you think? Do you think if you had more editorial control going, Let, let's make this a more... Accessible is the wrong word, but but let's make it more sort of American audience accessible. Do you think? it, I mean, I don't know how well it did. Did you well, see well, royalties
1: I mean, from the a, book? A, American comics have been picked over plenty of times in history. Yeah. In, in other comics, so I mean, this was, a, I think, an, an opportunity to do that for yeah. the history of British comics. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think that I think the the problem with it, in hindsight, looking back on it, is like I say, there were basically four of us yeah. writing it, and um, so it was a case of when you had a bit of space to do something, you know, Shane was the same. When we had a bit of space to do something, you go, oh, well, I'll do something that's really my bit now. Yeah. I'll stick in a load of stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, and it could be as stupid as the bloody sausage rolls and all that. So yeah. it was like, um, I think it was just kind of too many cooks. And I think there's loads of brilliant things about it. And I really, I like it as a series and everything. But it's one of them where, you know, uh, when you've done something and you come back to it and you go oh, I'd forgotten all about this I really mm-hmm. like this and whenever I think about Albion I think oh that was a big headache do you know what I mean yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's my main memory of it is that we <laughs> we had a lot of trouble with it um, yeah.
0: so do you, I mean it, at, the t- sometimes- at the time did it feel like this is your big shot pitch you know this is the big DC book. This will take us somewhere. This will be a, you know, career with a rocket boost underneath it. Is that is that what it felt like, or was did it not feel like that no, at all? It, it
2: it didn't feel like that. I mean, it should have, shouldn't it? And we should have seized that opportunity. It's almost like we completely sabotaged that by doing something completely <laughs> mental. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. I, always, I don't know why. We-
0: I, I mean, I, I definitely feel like there's been stages in my career where I've done a book where I felt like this is it. This is the thing that's going to send my career, you know, hurtling through the sky. And like yeah. it never is. I mean, because I think you're, you, you the reality always meets your imagination. It's uh, yeah, finally and, 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 and lets you very sharply know, nope, this is just another six pages and several thousand that people are going to see this month, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, you don't know but it's yep. the connections to network editors and stuff that maybe lead on to to more work so um yeah we'll, yeah
2: no that's absolutely it. i mean and and it is funny I mean uh, there, there, there's always something we 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 say this every year you have one thing where yeah. something starts to happen and you go oh, this is this is the big one here we yeah. go um and we, we like we've been doing this for well are we in our fifteenth year doing it now oh, I don't know um goodness. yeah uh, and it, we've come to the point where we kind of look at each other and go like, "Oh, look, this feels like one of them big ones, doesn't it?" "Oh, it's yeah. not going to happen, is it?" And we go, "Oh, well, you know." And you still go through the motions of doing it. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, we—I uh, imagine we, that's we, we the, know full well.
0: I imagine that's what the normals get when they buy lottery tickets. It's kind <laughs> of, whoa, yeah, well, this will well, be it," and then it's like, "No, it's not." Well, it never really was going to be. But there is that one chance. That one chance.
1: Well, you've never been afraid to try something new or different. I mean, um, electric comics comes to mind as something that, you know, was a brand new idea and uh, you and and Leah were kind of spearheading that. Hmm. How did that come about?
0: What was it? That was (laughs) bait. What was it? Um, It was a digital comics, wasn't it? It was kind of,
2: yeah, it was digital comics, but the idea was um, like digital native comics. Hmm. Uh, So, as opposed to just digitised normal comics, and yeah. it was the idea was to kind of use the 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 digital format to, as a way of telling comic stories, yeah. um, and basically, or in the end, all it uh, amounted to was an anthology that we did. I mean, Leah was basically the project manager on the whole thing, and it was three years of her life doing this thing, and. and most of that is was meetings and, you know, yeah. it, 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 it turned into a kind of massive corporate entity with which she was you, handling you, all you that. You had so funding
0: she, for that as well, didn't you? It was a government funding <coughs> granted, yep. or council funding had, or something? Yeah, we had lottery funding and we had
2: yeah, we had all sorts of stuff going on, and again, that was who was it was going off to to London to to okay. sort all that stuff out that, and everything. That um, probably
0: looked like it was going to be a rocket ship as well. I would I would imagine because I've I've been in similar th- things like that with digital comics where people are very excited around you, and, and yeah, it's very easy to get sort of carried away with all of that stuff and think, oh my yeah, god, this is yeah. It, I you mean, know.
2: I think I think we were grounded a bit, by because she was on the kind of you know the the admin side of it as well. Yeah. So like basically there was the, the shiny public face of it and there was the kind of uh, all the paperwork and all of that behind it. And so, um, and that was really what killed that in the end was basically that it just turned into such a, a complicated Mm. thing to, 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 to manage in an ongoing way that it just kind of died a bit of a death. But, um, within that, that was a really interesting thing to get to, to play with the, the, the story that we did for it. Um, was called Sway, and it was a a time travel story. So we did this thing where you could read it basically as a two page story, or you could mm-hmm. read it as a four page story, or you could read it as a. And it was because instead of going forwards and backwards, you could go up and down as well um, say, into you know. into these other time streams. Mm-hmm. So it was stuff that was happening in the same place to the same people. You know, you go like, oh, that person's just disappeared. If you follow them, then you follow them back in time or forward yeah. in time. Um, so, so it was a really interesting little exercise. John, like,
0: when you're writing stories, you're allowed to go easy on yourself, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're, allowed to, you're allowed to make things easier for yourself, not not harder, not not much harder all the time. Um, unless that, that had a lot of research as well. It was Because I'd imagine the process of trying to figure out a storyline like that is going to be a nightmare you know i i yeah. always I always think that the the idea of choose your own adventure comics is a great idea, but when you actually go to make one, ah complete nightmare um just the yeah. writing of it and yeah. the organize Absolutely. of it and trying to figure it all out and make it work but and making comics are hard enough I think you know they're a hard enough job so how how did you actually how did you do it
2: um how did we plan it out in the end I think it was um it was basically that we with with that, it was one of them where you have to. The main thing you realise you have to plan for is where people don't do the thing you want them to do. Mm. So there's like there's like normal linear time. There's forward in time, back in time, and there's times when you want them to do those things. I mean, they didn't have complete free will in it. Yeah. but it was still a case of making making sure that if they go page one to page three to page eight that still reads as a coherent story kind of thing and i think that was the most most confusing thing about it it Mm -hmm. was um it was making sure those those wrong combinations still worked but again because we were dealing with the the tech side of it as well you know it wasn't like somebody had said to us i've got this exciting new project this is what i want you to do have Mm -hmm. a play with it we'd be you know leah was at the sharp end of the other writers as well saying like, all right, I've written this and I want it to work like this. And then she'd have to talk to the people who were doing all the programming and say, can we, can we do it this way? And they'd be like, Oh no, we can't, we've got to reduce these elements. We've got to do this. And um, So yeah, again, that was kind of spoiled a bit by, by being able to, we we couldn't just demand what we wanted and sit yeah. back and let somebody else do it. It was like, you know, oh, no, I mean, Mrs. has got to do that.
0: Yeah, the, you know, the reality of it sort of hits you in the face again. And I mean, were you getting paid for that work then as well? Yeah, I mean, was it about the same sort of rate as comics or was it kind of, was it, you know, better or worse? Was it sort of just different? Was it something that you were kind of doing just to do? Well, it was
2: normal, everybody involved, because there was, there was lots of amazing artists and writers yeah. involved. Uh, Pete, Ho- Pete Hogan did something. Um, oh, God, this is my thing where I can't remember anybody's name, even though Don't I remember what they look like. Uh,
0: that, that, that's okay. What all, like, barbers, that's, that's the opposite of the the race, blindness, the, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? There's so many people who are, um, you know, meet people in real life and i'm like i thought you were a cartoon bear why aren't you a cartoon you know because i've only got twitter avatars so that's my uh, two people um but no leah again was responsible for the whole payment thing of that so everybody got paid like a decent rate for everything so we got paid for that but but obviously leah was on the other side of the company as well so
0: It just, yeah, I mean, it it feels like it's the sort of thing. If you were one of the, one of the people doing the work for it, you're doing quite well. If you're one of the people actually making it and trying to get everything tied together, even if you're doing a bit of work for it, it's, you're still not going to come out of it well because the amount of time required to do it. Was that before your kids were born or were your kids younger then? Was that? Um, no, the kids the kids were
2: born when that was happening. So that yeah. was um, when I mean when she was doing all that side of it. Then basically, uh, it was a full time job for the the t- the two and a bit years she was yeah. doing it. You know, she was literally back and forth to London and, yeah. and all this sort of thing. So I was more or less um, childcare for uh, yeah. at, at that stage. Um, that might have been that you know you saying about like, oh, does Leah mind me um, working with you? kind of thing as if we're having some kind of illicit thing going on that might have been when I did a little secret zine because I was I think that was when I was um, just needed some outlet yeah so I, I, I had a tumblr blog and I was I was doing compiling all this stuff and it was getting loads of interest and everything so I ended up doing this little zine but I sort of I didn't tell her because it wasn't sort of on the radar or anything but then i remember like saying to her one day look at this i've done this and
0: she gave me such a dirty look (laughs) and i thought oh yeah that is a a weird thing to have done isn't it yeah it's weird not to tell you it's strange (laughs) that i did that and didn't tell you Uh, uh, yeah yeah it's i mean i i have to say like it's admirable you 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 and your wife can work together because i fight when i have uh, when my wife and i are doing dishes so the the, <laughs> the you know the ability to sit down and and you know not argue the bit out or not lose temper with it. I mean, maybe you do, maybe you get the right oil fracas about about things is fracas. Is that the correct pronunciation? No, well, let, let it let go. Let <laughs> um, I mean, do do you find does does anger from that ever crop up or you know when you're working together or is it does it spill out? Does tries tries all... to
1: turn every interview into some sort of therapy session for himself?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Other people? I'm asking, I'm helping
1: John here. It sounds like you're asking for advice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, just sneak off and make a zine. Yes, right? and, and don't tell right. her. And don't, don't tell, tell her. Don't tell anyone about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I mean, obviously, there is, you know, when we're when we working together, we do you get frustrated. I think the nice thing about it is. Um, it's, it's a kind of outside thing To be frustrated about Do you know mm. what I mean Like like you say If it's the dishes Or if it's any of that Kind of domestic shit That people get annoyed about Then that's one thing Whereas if we're like Really frustrated about Work and stories and stuff At the end of the day You can just sort of go Oh you know
0: It's only a story Never mind <laughs> Never not, mind about all that That's not important Now about these bloody dishes <laughs> <laughs> You've just so, got a dishwasher PJ That's what you should do Oh mate. there's no room mate There's no room
1: Something I always wonder about once uh, writers get uh, kids, do you ever find yourself wanting to work on things that you can kind of hand to the kids and say, look, read this? This is something that I I thought you were
0: going to say, does the expression kill your darlings refer to the children? (laughs) Because sometimes, sometimes in my house, yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, your kids are getting old enough to read some of this stuff, maybe. Are they? Do, well, yeah, well, they're old I enough
1: mean, to read comics. I mean, yeah, no, but do you I mean, ever want to give them comics that you've written and say, "Look what Daddy did"?
0: Yeah,
2: we've um, you know we did an, an all ages, well, a, a middle grade book for Dark Horse, which came out last year, Conspiracy of Ravens, which is oh, yes, one of the things that I'm great. Most, most proud of that we've done. No, yeah, it's fantastic, and um, Sally Jane Thompson, the artist, is that's brilliant. And the kids are all, I mean, the eldest read it properly; the, the other two have kind of flicked through it. But we um, we've gave a few copies to the school library and the sort of school have got posters up and stuff um, mm-hmm. for that you know just along with everything else that they've got so that's been nice did, and there's been did, actual did hit, your have,
0: you, have your kids gone to you uh, have your kids said to you daddy I am not going to tell the teacher that you're an artist and and for you to do workshops no stop asking me you had anything like? I mean, sorry, a writer, not an artist. I'm just asking a vague question that I've never heard said in the house. In my house, <laughs> have you? Have you no, offered? Have... Have, have they suggested? Have they gone? Please, Dad, don't do anything about that. Please, shut up about that. Anything like that? They haven't,
2: no, the kids. The kids would like us to go in and do it, would but have... having having done talks, you know, it's all right if you're
1: an artist. Isn't so you're, it? you're everyone's everyone's not as embarrassed about their dads as PJ's kids are. <laughs>
0: well that's that's interesting because i i i mean it's very easy for me to go in as an artist and and there's it's almost like being a wizard when you're in a a school and you're drawing doing some drawing stuff because kids will just yeah i mean i've been i was in a primary school the other day and uh, i did some drawings on the on the board and i was i drew two characters that looked radically different except they didn't one had a different hairstyle than the other and i just erased their hairstyle and said this is how easy it is to make characters look different i raised their hair and showed the two characters looked identical and the kids just went Wow, like that, <laughs> and that's maybe a harder thing to evoke when you're a writer. I mean, and, and so you've done workshops with kids, then, but but older presumably, or or didn't? Yeah, uh, we've we've done. I mean. I had a
2: weird thing. you know, This has gone back years, where my 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 junior school asked me to come in as a like former pupil. Mm-hmm. When I went to uh, when I went there, that we used to have a big poster of somebody who'd been in the Olympics. You know, a mm-hmm. big framed thing that was the the most famous person who'd ever been to my school. And then I got asked to go into my school and I had to go in and talk about being a writer to the kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then. Um, it was all right, but it was weird. And um, and then and then at the end, then a load of kids want you to like sign scraps of paper yeah. because they think you're famous. And
1: like, oh yeah, it's weakening, isn't it? You know, you want.
0: To... <laughs> I like it's that. Were, were
1: there any life size life <laughs> size cutouts of the Olympian for you to stand beside and have your photograph taken? I I ripped that
0: picture off as I walked out. And <laughs> the hell with goodbye. you! Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And I mean, if you go back there now, is there a picture view there? Do you think? No. Yeah. No. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope. Not. Is there signs of any of your kids kind of uh, deciding to write their own things? Is that a a thing that that's cropping up yet, or or no? Yeah. Yeah. The the eldest um
2: is very into. I mean, he he's massively into what's it called the the kids. James Bond books, what well, the kid James Bond books?
0: Um, oh, oh, Silverfin, and, uh, and uh, the ones by Charlie
2: Higson. No, not Charlie Higson's. Ones, the ones that are um, the the that are not even properly James Bond, but are like oh, right. the, a child James Bond. Okay. Oh God, I can't think.
1: Uh, anyway, okay. he's
2: massively into them. All I mass- know
1: is that the actor who played him in the movies is called Alex Pettifer, and I couldn't tell you the name of the character is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird,
2: <laughs> Alex? Alex Ryder. Alex, Alex Ryder. Yeah. So he's massively into them. Um, and he likes the, the graphic novel versions of them, one of which was drawn by Emma Vicelli, weirdly. um that Yeah, that's cooler to him. You know, when we go, oh, we know Emma who drew that, then that's yeah. much cooler than any of the stuff we did. So he he's into all that, and he, 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 he does sort of, he has experimented with doing bits and bobs of comics, and he does stuff with people in school. But I think as well that he sort of wants to kind of keep that stuff to himself. Weirdly, sometimes he'd rather do it. And do it with his friends, kind yeah. of thing, rather than well, as if we're going to go. You've done
0: this all wrong. This is wrong. You know? Do you <laughs> uh, do you think? Because I mean, I I kind of feel like that might be more. That might mean he's hedging more towards being a writer than an artist. Whereas I th- I think artists want to show people their work. Well, you said the same problem though with Thomas. He he
1: didn't really want to.
0: No, he's the, he's the opposite. He wants to do stuff with me and doesn't want to show it to anyone in school.
1: Oh, so it was Nathan who said who didn't like to draw because you were so good at it. And he yeah, 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 but okay. I
0: think that was that was just Nathan. I think that was just a Nathan-specific thing. Um, I've learned now, with Nathan having autism, uh, I've learned to just disregard Nathan. No, to, <laughs> disregard <laughs> his feelings. To... to to know, to not like, I'm, I, so when you had your kids, was you had, so you, the eldest and then you had twins. Is that the way that was the order? Yeah, came yeah. In? yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you know you were having twins when you were having twins? Was this a thing early doors? Generally, you know, they we're tell having twins. Yeah. I know, I know that, but I mean, how no. early and at what point did you go, shit, we're having twins? We're going to have three kids. Here. I guarantee
1: you it wasn't on delivery day. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, funnily
2: enough, we. Um, well, as you'll know, one of one of the things about having kids is that you don't know until you're first having kids how weird little old ladies will give you advice about it and also mm. give you horror stories about kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll, a certain kind of little old lady will sort of come over and have a look at a baby and go. Ooh, you'll oh, you'll get
0: you know. sliced right up there. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I had one like that, but oh. it turned blue. You know, there's, there's a lot of God. that. Um, so we, uh, we, we went for our scan. Uh, for this the as we thought the second kid and we had a student stenographer who was doing it and she sort of is doing the thing with the scanner and then she looked at the 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 proper stenographer like all baffled and the stenographer said well what do you say um and she kind of turned back to us and said, oh, is there any history of twins in your family uh-huh. um, and we, and, we, and we both we both went, no, like as if that was just one of her students' yeah, yeah. jokes um and then like she went, "Oh, well, there's heartbeat one and there's heartbeat two uh. and Leah, Leah said to her, "Is there some kind of joke?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so we came out we, we like we came out from it, and we were both Ash a bit and whiteffle." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know it's it's a it's a big thing. So we're both uh, sort of quite shocked and went and sat down in the, the waiting room afterwards. And instantly, a nosy old woman goes, "Oh, you two look shocked." You know, <laughs> which is not a thing to say to anybody else <laughs> they've just no, been in for no. a dance. We said, "Oh, yeah, we just found out." You know, she's pregnant with twins, and instantly she just went, "Oh, well, I was pregnant with twins," and and just gave us a story of you know dead twins,
0: oh, and we were Jesus just like, "Oh, Christ." Thanks. Oh, Off we Awful. Go. Um, here's the here's the thing, so right? Men- here's the thing. What's an old lady like that doing in a pregnancy center for checkness if you're about to have a baby? That's what
1: I want to know. She was there for folklore Thursday.
0: <laughs> 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 oh. My mom went to the dentist once, and um, she—my mom hated the dentist. Couldn't stand the dentist. Petrified all the time, crying outside. And uh, she was sat in the dentist waiting room with my dad, who was trying to calm her down. And this wee old lady turns to her and goes, "Oh, I was here last week, and he pulled my teeth out, and the blood just went everywhere. It was always oh, terrible. I was in so much agony and pain. It was awful." And the, and the, the receptionist came out and goes, "Would you get out of here?" She just right. She just came in, sits and sits re- in. Reception scares people. That's all she did. That's <laughs> uh, probably the same woman. I would imagine so. So I mean, did I mean how yeah. long did it take you to sort of accept that you're about to have twins? And because there is, I mean, it's a big. I mean, I I I don't imagine because we had one and then the other, so two kids, and and that's a big. You feel like you're outnumbered when you've got two. But three is a big ask, and and you know, two of them at the same time is like, whoa. Was that? Was there a lot of kind of how are we going to manage this, or what are we going to do here? Or one of us is going to have to get a proper job. Is that was there conversations like that? Happening? Was there
1: any temptation to do like A B testing on the twins, <laughs> just to see what happens if you treat one significantly different from the other?
2: <laughs> you know? Even even that that some again some elderly relative had said. Oh, you know what you have to do to um, tell the difference between twins. You need to um, heat up a needle and just give them one of them a little prick on the bottom of their foot, and then get a bit of ink and rub rub it in. And then that twin will always be the one with the black dot on their foot, and you won't get them mixed up.
3: What? I can't remember. I can't remember why they said this. Fuck. Um,
2: And again, this was another bit of completely unsolicited advice. And but then, uh, having having them having said that, we were like. I've never thought of that—that that you might get them mixed up. That you know you might be, can, you know, you might have confused <coughs> over
1: your own twins. Well, no kidding. I, you, I, there was a, a there was twins in my year. were two girls in my year who were twins, and um, one of them had like a torn earlobe, and I wonder if that's what happened. I wonder if their parents <laughs> just decided when they were. Really, How are we going to really tell small, these two
0: apart? Fuck it, let's tear let's her earlobe. Giving them one of
1: them a weird double earlobe <laughs> sort of thing, <laughs> and we'll always know that one, Sarah. Uh. Well,
2: uh. in the end, all we all we did
0: was we painted the little toenail of one of their toes with red nail varnish. Oh, right. and that was it. So, so, did you yeah. actually struggle to tell the difference between them? I mean, were there not differences in personality even from like babies? Not, who, when, they're baby. not no. when they're babies. Not when they're babies. I mean, no. like my, my two babies were like Nathan and Tom. Now, granted, obviously not twins—five years, but four five years between them. But like as babies, they could have not have been any more different. And I and you know I I know Jeanette. I mean, depending on how the twin baby is formed and the genetic similarities between the two i'd st- I, I mean it'd be quite easy to have two physically identical twins but personalities very different i don't know maybe oh yeah um, i mean
2: they're they they are completely different and they've got um they're they so they're oh god i've forgotten what the term is but they're they're one egg i thought you were split, gonna say i've so got, so forgotten you know. what their names
0: are <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah that, that, one and that one um you know so they are they are sort of from the same egg yeah um, but they're not completely identical they're identical mm. twins but they're not completely identical yeah. differences but they've got completely different personalities and their voices are completely different oh that's um, weird yeah, that's got, you know you, you can t- tell who's talking mm. um but when they were very little you know obviously when they're yeah. when yeah, they are uh, born maybe it's, it's just more of, of like an anxiety thing about yeah. you know worrying that you're going to get mixed up um but, well, you know, I, I think yeah, when, you're dea-
0: when you're dealing with twins, new twins, and you've got a young baby already, I think anything that's going to calm your nerves and make sure you don't double dose on medicine and things is, is going to be a good thing. Yeah, but it? That, that's it. Yeah, you just feed just <laughs> one constantly. And yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> why? Why? How, how can we tell these two apart? Well, one's really fat for some reason, and the other one's really skinny. I don't know what's going on there. Um. So, right, I mean.
1: Monozygotic. <laughs>
0: Sorry, it was bothering me.
1: Uh, There you go. uh, So, yeah, a while ago then, the pair of you started doing a weird sort of collab via Twitter.
0: Yeah, I thought when the woman was saying prick one of their their feet, it was to tell if one of the twins was the devil or something. I thought that's where that was going. A changeling. (laughs) A changeling.
2: (laughs) One of them will shoot up the chimney and then you'll only have one to deal with.
0: And I was thinking that would be a good lead into Folklore Thursday, which we've been doing together. So,
1: So this was sparked off by... PJ, you read one of John's tweets and
0: thought you'd make a comic out of it. Yeah, you wrote a wee tweet about it. wasn't a. It was a nice, very sweet. It, I you wrote a tweet about the church, right? And do you remember why, yeah. what what compelled Condem- you to condemning the church? Can, what compelled you to do this, John? And why? And why was it written so uh, almost like poetically? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> well, that's um, been John
1: Raby, and thanks for uh, very much.
2: Yeah, it was just. Um, I think it was. I was just coming back from the. It's literally just round the corner from my house. There used to be a church, and they knocked it down. And now the area's just been left to grow wild, and so it's all completely full of grass and bushes. And it was just that I was walking back from the shop one night, and I could just hear all these birds singing in there. And I just thought how how nice it was, and how sort of much more like a kind of holy, sacred space it was Mm -hmm. suddenly than. It had been when it was this this kind of building that I'd never been into, or you know, had no idea about what was really going on inside. So it just, um, yeah, I think I just accidentally wrote something a bit kind of poetic about that, and then PJ decided to yeah, I, I took do some well,
0: I, I, I took I took a look at it, and I, I kind of went, oh, I I could draw that that that. I mean, it just it instantly said this could be drawn as a comic page. I mean, I don't know if you were going to script if you were asked to script a thing like that would you have you know what would you have imagined i don't know i mean can you imagine something different now having seen something drawn i don't know but that you know having seen that i kind of went oh i can see this in my head right like in total not even you know there was no kind of i have to think about this i saw it in total uh and so and then i i kind of did it and i think i was going to post it up and then i realized it's, it's probably rude to post a comic strip of someone's tweet without letting them know—non-consensual <laughs>
1: co- collaboration.
0: It did. It did yeah. feel. It felt. I don't know. I don't know if it felt like bullying or if it, felt, it just didn't feel right to just do it. So I think I emailed, I tweeted, <laughs> you, you, I direct messaged you to say, "Is this okay?" Yeah. Yeah. If you drawn like a really
2: insulting shit yeah. version of it and gone, "Yeah, this is your tweet." <laughs> <laughs> Here's your stupid thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is going like to look like too big. It's a dog doing a shit.
3: <laughs>
2: I drew you, you in sent- it with poo. <laughs> yeah.
0: um. after you sent that one. I said, draw it properly, b j And then that now... <laughs> Oh, for God's sake, I'll have to do this myself if you're going to draw this tweet. Um So, this became a bit of a weekly thing then for the period. Well, well, so, yeah, I did that, and then I thought, oh, that was kind of fun. I think I was coming, just finished a, a big, uh, I just finished Garth's World War II thing, which is 160 pages of, of heavily referenced stuff, and. Like, the and for drawing something, for me, the process is you sit and read a script. And and the reading of the script requires a lot of thought. You've got to read it, you know, even a short four or five-page thing. You've got to read the whole thing, and then you've got to reread it, and then you've kind of got to start thinking about, you know, how you're going to do this dialogue and stuff. And that takes a long time. And then and then you've got to sit and do the layouts, and you're doing the layouts and making sure it reads properly and the panels feed into another. Uh, and that all takes a long time. And this felt like... It felt like a nice jog around a park. It didn't feel like work. A little breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of thought, oh, I want to do another one of those. And uh, Nigel Abernocky, I can never say it's, Nigel's surname. Dr. Uh, o- 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 Looney? Dr. O- o- Looney, yeah. Uh, on on. I thing. call him that. splenol which is his <laughs> name on, on Twitter, posted a... a, a a tweet which kind of read like a little short story to me, which was about somebody going in, uh, him going into his uh, a shop that only seemed it seemed it sold only really old stuff, including fax paper, and I, and I thought and I and I thought that's kind of funny the idea of a shop that is stuck in time and it's a stationery shop, and I thought that would be a fun thing to do, so I did that, um, and then I can't remember how the folklore. Th- Thursday things started did I ask you first John or did we I just start doing it I can't remember
2: I think we we'd said that we wanted to it would be good to to do a bit more and then we just sort of um thought of a folklore Thursday I can't remember who it was whether it was you or me we thought but we were just like you know that's a thing that happens every week so if we were going to do one then you know we could it, it happens would be a anyway good kind of,
0: yeah, yeah. Were you, were you? You weren't tweeting. I mean, you would have tweeted the folklore Thursday stuff, but I presume only when you felt like doing it. Not. It wasn't a job. It wasn't like you've got to do this. No, but
2: I did. I mean, I think I. I always do. I always did post on a Thursday anyway, because yeah. I usually have something to um yeah to to contribute or you know some to, to one of my old articles lying around that I could yeah. link back to or something.
0: Right, there's plenty of stuff out there, so so you went. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah, and I, whatever way, whatever way it began, it, I wanted it to be fairly non committal. <laughs> it's like, if we do, you know, maybe this will do this more than once. And let's do this first one. I kept thinking of, of, um, what do you call it? The, the Dread Pirate Roberts and how he would be told, you know, I'll, I'll probably kill you in the morning. I'll probably not yeah. do any more of this after this one. Let's see how this goes. And, but we've done nine now. So, and
1: and the great thing is yeah. that none of them could possibly upset anyone. <laughs> yeah,
2: no,
0: no, nothing controversial in any of them. Well, one would think that, wouldn't one? So, I mean, right. So, what tends to happen is John's written a few of them. Um, we'll write write two or three in advance, um, and uh, you, you know, there's there's uh, some family tragedy stuff, which has meant that you haven't been able to do that necessarily all the time. But um, even then, it was kind of. Um, I mean, I draw it so quickly anyway. I try not to spend too long on it because I've got proper day job, you know, pen work and, and it, it stops being fun if I had to spend two days on these things. I, you know, I need to spend yeah. a, a sort of limited amount of time to keep it enjoyable. Um, but the advantage is once you do one, you can move on to the next thing. So you don't sort of, I don't dwell on it anyway. Um and the prior one that we did to the most recent one was uh, a labyrinth and I I really wanted to go to town with it I really wanted to do something really cool looking and time just got away from me and by the time I had to do it at like one hour or something it was like no I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna drop a load of photos down so I I deliberately wanted to make the next one kind of one that was a wee bit more involved looking uh, and that was the one about Boudicca boudica correct pronunciation I'm saying that right yeah.
1: Are you looking at I me think like that? So
0: yeah, um, yeah. Look, who knows what her what name was. <laughs> all that oh, matters. All, all
1: I know is she was hot.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Every man. fiber of my being says this was a hot woman. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect this to be in any way controversial, did you, John? I mean, did you? No, not at all. Not at all. And for
2: for like I say, for once, it was you know some of the some of them I kind of. Uh, pluck out of the air a little bit because I just think it's stuff that sounds cool and for this it was, uh, I thought it, it was heroes and heroines and I thought do, we'll do Boudicca because I remember that I used to do some writing for the, the history channel website and I did they basically, I did their whole Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire section, which isn't even there anymore because it's all just about like American pickers and mm. all of that kind of stuff now, know, it's like Dave but it says yeah. history uh, I'll never get any more work with them. Um, but yeah, so I spent, uh, you know, for for a, a good year, I kind of was writing all this stuff for them. So I knew I had this 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 Boudicca article lying around. So I thought, you know, write a nice tweet about that. PJ will do a nice comic and then I'll be able to go, oh, and look, here's all this historic stuff. So it was kind of the least subversive. All right, well, yeah, okay. We we're talking about um, London being burned to bits. But like, I thought that was possibly the most subversive bit of it. But it turns out... That now it's just that like um, Boudica should have been this. I don't, I don't know what people thought she should have looked
1: like, but it wasn't Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, yes, <laughs> uh,
0: she she can play anything. Well, that that was the thing. So I right, so I got your tweet, and there's there's not a lot in. The, I mean, it is literally a tweet. It's not um, PJ. Here's what Boudica looks like, and here's what this should look like, and here's what the. It's like I see the word Boudica's fighting, say, fought seventy thousand Romans, killed seventy thousand Romans. And I have, that's all I've got to go on. John has all the research in the back of his head anyway already. So, but for me, I'm like looking at it going, what image does that convey? And I thought, well, what would be cool would be like Burga tromping over the Romans and trying to slaughter them. All that would be cool. And then you kind of go, well, what's she going to look like? And I thought, well, I mean, slightly muscular, not terribly feminine, you know she I mean she's been dishonored and and all the, all these other things that sort of you described in the tweet made me see a, a character who maybe really doesn't give a fig about facial you know lipstick you know
1: she's it's, probably not spending an awful lot
0: of time with the makeup country no drinks. she's not in fact in fact I drew hairs on her leg I don't didn't, didn't Good imagined, God, man. I didn't imagine she'd be the sort that would shave her legs that often or if she did maybe not for this um and I drew her topless but not. I was kind of, I drew her topless, and you're conscious, of course, you're drawing boobs, and I'm I'm like going, well, to draw her with one boob not there because I wanted to evoke a sort of warrior type woman, and I thought, well, that's Amazon, so I don't know necessarily, but then we don't really know any. I mean, I find find out all this stuff later. Um, the 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 only real description we have of Boudicca, I think we've got two descriptions, is that right, John? Is there two actual descriptions over?
2: I think so. Yeah, but then and they're both like massively <coughs> posthumous, aren't they? They're both mm. like. A hundred years after, yeah, you know, yeah, a hundred years written, after the, the her piece. death,
0: written by the people who conquered her, you know, and and specifically one of them, Deus, I think, because I, I there's a there's a history podcast that's just come out and and they were talking about Boudicca and they were saying that the the guy who wrote about Boudicca Uh, was harking back to a better time for the Romans and and, uh, was basically writing this to say, look what we should have been like. We should be like her, not like you lot, you shitheads. Yeah, she was hot and sexy and really cool and we're all rubbish, you know. And and so there's a kind of, I mean, it's all made up. So I I just, I drew, the only thing I knew about her was reddish hair. And warrior woman, so that's where I was going. Um, so I thought, yeah. well, I, I'm not going to draw long, long hair because it's going to look really dull. I, and it's also not gave her, very
1: practical on the battlefield. No,
0: no. So I, I drew a, a single sort of mohawk tied back in a, in a long tail kind of, um, and I thought that'd be fun. And then I drew blue woad makeup, and I drew a cross on her face, and I thought, oh, it'd be really cool if I drew two little nicks of blue on the top of her head to make it look a little like the Captain Britain outfit from... Alan Davis, Alan Moore run, right? Which was just my little private joke to myself about comics. Um, and then, of course, you've got to do all the Romans, and you're going, fuck, ah, why would I say yes to 70,000 Romans? So I'm, I'm <laughs> Googling Roman armor, and I'm kind of quick, quickly... That's the only thing I referenced was the Roman armor. Qu- quickly looking at the Roman armor just to get a notion of shapes and then drawing it in. Um, and then it kicked off. Well, I posted it up, and it was definitely... A, I think it's one of the better-looking pages that I've done. Uh, Although it's been pointed out to me by several people that her feet are too big, and I will take that on its head, and I will definitely alter those feet at some point. Um, But after I posted it up, I don't
2: think you. I don't think you should alter her feet at all because I think they're fine. (laughs) I think that's one of the funniest things that people are going. Like, I like it. Apart from the feet, you've got her feet wrong.
0: You've made her up. It's not <laughs> it's all a real mean, person. Yeah. yeah, you know, well, that's that, how big hair feet are. This is, this is it, the thing so. that I, I was... Like, the first thing is most people... So there was a lot of positive comments. There's a lot of women that I saw were going, this is great. I like this. This is the kind of character. Yes, this is brilliant. Um, there was... Uh, you know that was one set of comments that we haven't had yet because we haven't done anything like Boudicca yet. Uh, and then the the general sort of this is great. Oh, I like this. Quite a few people saying, "Oh, you should definitely do a book about this character, about this thing." And I'm going. This is these are one pages, so I can move on to the next thing. These are these are to me. These are like um, having a sweetie. You get a sweetie, you have your sweetie. You don't want to eat that same sweetie again. You want to eat a different thing. You want to go on to the next thing. But, you know, there seems to be a calling out for a Boudica comic. So I don't know where, if that'll lead anywhere or not or whether we'll just file it away in, in the back of our heads as a kind of, yeah, seven people said they wanted a Boudica comic. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah. is seven more people than you usually get saying they want a comic. But, you know, it's still only seven people. Uh, and then there was the the... You you called them something. What did you call them, John? You call them the what did you call them, the vote?
2: Oh, the the folklore vote. Because yeah. there's this thing of the yeah the Nazis and the Nazis trying to reclaim you know reclaim a lot of the the German folklore and everything they used to call it folklore with a V. Um, and weirdly, folklore Thursday then it uh, attracts the ire of these kind of. Um, white supremacists sort of these people who think that all this folklore stuff is from a time when there was a load of blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, Swedes everywhere, and they were the some kind of master race, which you know, any kind of Swedish people will completely disagree with, or you know, so there's this weird kind of backlash against a lot of the folklore Thursday stuff, and I've been aware of it, but I've never um because of sort of some of the other people who i know through twitter and everything so like um david southwell he does hookland you know um people like that then we've we've done things before where we've used this um folklore against fascism hashtag just to kind of say to people you know when we're tweeting all this stuff (laughs) yeah when when we're saying about you know when we're interested in kind of Morris dancing and all that kind of weird British stuff, that doesn't mean that we're going and it was better before there were any foreigners here. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's it's just interesting, weird stuff. So, for some, for whatever reason, they suddenly, people started saying that we'd done this, like, you'd done this ugly feminist. Yeah, that Boudicca, was... That, that's, which,
0: somebody went, oh, I suppose Boudicca's an ugly feminist now. I like, what? <laughs> it's like, like, What? <laughs> Where, where where what are you what are you reading what are you reading into this what this is a woman who's you know is slaughtered 70 that's the folklore that that's what it says that's what it is and i've drawn that that's all i've done yeah. and it's like well okay then i like the other one there's another comment that went gay as fuck right and and yeah, that was <laughs> john went. john i i i don't know if you, you so you like that comment and I I I was yeah. about to like it when I saw it because I thought, yeah, I guess, fuck, fuck it. Well, you know, that's funny. That's cool. And then I thought, let me have a look to see if they mean what I would mean or other people, like uh, friends of mine that would say that. Do they mean what those friends of mine would say? Having had that yeah. other guy go. And I looked at his th- and it was like, no, he means that in very much a pejorative manner. Um, yeah, and and it's like okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm confused about I'm confused about even where he gets the idea it's gay in any sense. In any sense, there's no, there's no, nothing about it that is pro or anti. I mean, it's just it is what it is. I mean, you can choose to read it as as a strong, you know, uh, feminine. It's the tartan um,
1: trousers. Yeah,
0: well, that might be that might well be it. I don't know. Um, what was interesting to me was that all these people seem to have comments about Boudicca's looks when we have no information about that beyond two hundred year old uh, accounts of someone that that they, these people never met. And yet, and yet, John, yeah. I did not use much reference material and made up a shitload of stuff about the Roman armor. And we have photos of that shit. We have photos and diagrams and replicas of it. And we know an awful lot about Roman armor. <laughs> and, but not you did, the, well, you did the brushy hat. So that's good
2: enough. That's <laughs> just Rome. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, people, it, it's not about, you know, whatever people say, it's not about. You know, it, it's worked just like a weird kind of Rorschach test, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, Have a look at this comic, and what do you say? Do you see? Do yeah. you see a comic, or do you do you see an enemy? Yeah, you know, it, it, um, it's it's something and, weird about
0: it. Yeah, it, it's very odd because you these people also give the impression that they they are fans of Boudicca. There was one particular person who responded that that say, I'm not sure what they felt. Because these guys clearly were doing a, this Boudicca isn't sexy enough or feminine enough. That seemed well, that, to be... That's what
1: threw me, is how many people had this personal vision of Boudicca. <laughs> and for me, I mean, I, I think I've, I've just about have a passing thought about her. The only the only real solid image I can really think of it is that TV series it was on a couple of years ago.
0: Oh, Britannia? Britannica?
1: Um, no, that, Did that have uh, Boudicca in it? Well, no, was, was there not a Boudicca TV show? I might have, I don't know. I and don't know. uh this. This is the only other image I have. <laughs> and I'm I'm, you know, it, it didn't it didn't rattle any sort of preconceptions that I have, but apparently there's people out there who've got very deep seated uh feelings oh, yeah. about Boudicca.
0: Yeah. There was, was somebody posted a, a link to a YouTube video uh, of uh, all about Boudicca. Oh well then
1: <laughs> that's that's nailed it down. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he was
2: he was like it, it was his his YouTube video was, you know, uh, a lot of kind of Rolling field. It was a nicely put together thing, and it's him delivering this ode to Boudicca in a very slow, serious yeah. manner. <laughs> um, you know, and there was nothing wrong with it. No, uh,
0: no, but, it, it wouldn't have looked out of this on the History Channel as a little infomercial or anything. Yeah. It did. It had that sense but of it. But this was about about the fourth person who'd said something by like you say, so
2: after, after we've had to check on a couple of people, every time somebody just crops up, I'm like, right, hang on, I
3: better have a look (laughs) at the tweet, see
2: what's going on there. And so, yeah, I ended up saying to him, like, well, thanks very much for this, but no thanks, because I see that you've been saying a load of weird racist shit. And he was like, well, what's that got to do with Boudicca? This is a beautiful ode to Boudicca. I'm like, yes, all right, bye.
0: You know, um... (laughs) I think you pointed um, out, he said, he said something like, um, he, he, did, he did the very classical logical fallacy, which was the Roman soldiers uh, included uh, black people, Romans rape people, therefore all black people are rapists. That was, that was his opening gambit, right? And, and I think you went, this is racist. And he went, how is it racist? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like it's it's pretty clearly racist i mean you don't need to dig too deep into that one mate Uh, i mean even if nothing else it's a complete logical fallacy it's you know uh you know all dogs have four legs therefore anything with four legs is a dog it's kind of it's like that that that's what's it called synergism syllogism or something um but yeah that was that was an odd one uh and then there was the, the the other guy who who put, I mean, I didn't. I didn't read all of his tweets. I will be honest, and I, and he didn't seem to be the folklore racists that these other guys were. But he did seem to have a very clear idea in his head of what Boudicca should look like. And I drew her too sexy. It seems. To me. Yeah. <laughs> was that was the? I mean, that was the impression I got. It was that my drawing was too sexy, and and
1: <laughs> I should not be getting turned on during Folklore
0: Thursday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please delete this, it is too sexy Please, Please make our feet
0: bigger <laughs> And he, he posted He posted an image to me on uh, Oh good god uh, I'll I, well, see if I can find it here He posted a thing saying Look, here's the inspiration you need to use If you're going to draw uh, Boudicca And he, he posted four images I can't remember all of them One of them was like a, I think they were like a English football team or A female football team, which was fine uh, One of them Two of them were statues of Boudicca, I think, um, uh, but or statues of winged victory or something like that. Uh, so statuesque, attractive, sporty. Uh, uh, one of them was, I don't know if it was a painter or something, of Boudicca, or another woman. Uh, and then the fourth one was Margaret Thatcher. Stand, stands <laughs> to reason. That's who I think of. And it's like going, well, you said you didn't want her sexy, and look what you've posted to me now, mate. I, I don't know, you're sending a lot of cross signals here. <laughs> Oh dear So yeah I mean that was a very That was a strange lightning rod That I was not expecting yeah. Um, I I mean I feel like if, if we'd done something on And we could easily have done something On the swastika For example And the folklore around the swastika Because the swastika is not uh, You know I mean the origins of it And the misuse of it by the Nazis And the current Because yeah. I remember going to Hong Kong Maybe oh, I don't know 15 years ago or something And being staggered by the swastikas everywhere like they are everywhere yeah. um because it's still part of that sort of uh it's still a symbol that doesn't mean nazism and i mean it's a flip it's uh, the nazis flipped the swastika to to the other way around to to become this kind of symbol that they ended up using but in um asian countries it is not that you know um, no
2: and um, you know i am um, when when i was um, when i was at school and i, I did um, um i i i went through religious education and um went on to do philosophy a-level and so i used to do a lot of um uh, there's a lot of stuff about hinduism and we mm-hmm. went and visited a lot of Hind- mm-hmm. hindu temples in in, in england yeah. and obviously the swastika is a massive symbol in in, in a lot of them you know it's yeah. um it's got it's got it's got you know it, it's basically been completely well it, you know it, it's it's exactly the same as all this folklore thirsty stuff we're actually talking about it's yeah. where they co-opt yeah. The symbols and then they, they turn them into these these symbols of hatred and it's not what they mean at all and it's um yeah I, it's a very visual thing isn't it? It, it it's being able to to see something and just go oh god that you know that means a bad thing yeah um so yeah and but it, it's weird you know there there's a, definitely I, there's an interesting
0: no, thing in in that I think is is that that how strong those symbols are, and how they can be co-opted, but absolutely no way would I do a strip about swastikas right now. <laughs> no, no.
1: Well, as an interesting aside for the Sorry. listeners, um, Blind Boy on his podcast about a few months ago did a a really interesting, what he calls, hot take on the swastika, and, uh, and its history, uh, well, and how Hitler maybe got the idea for using the swastika from his brother, who lived in Dublin around mm-hmm. the time, and would have seen the swastika laundry
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that used to be in Dublin oh, and, right. and was in Dublin up until the mid eighties. Uh-huh. Uh, this is prior to the, the Nazi party yeah. on the on the rise, and this this uh, laundry van or the laundry company would have driven how around Dublin. How different!
0: How different history would have been if that laundry company had used the iron symbol <laughs> in <laughs> in place of the swastika. You're going like, swastika. So,
1: Blind Boy put this together as like he thought he thought he was onto a clever idea on this one, and it turns out it may actually be right. Uh, that right, Hitler's okay. brother may because Hitler's brother was a graphic designer, uh-huh. and then went back to Berlin, and he's like, "I've got a really good idea for a design for this." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'll post a link There's, to that in the show notes. No, don't,
0: don't. No, no. The, sto- <laughs> the, the lesson of this. The story is, is don't go near things. The story's like
1: really good.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'll okay, post, okay. Uh, so anyway, so future-wise, John. I mean, we we've chatted about this a little bit about what we're going to do. Uh, and and uh, the plan is to keep doing the folklore stuff for the time being. Any
1: thoughts on a collection or how, how that would even work?
0: Is uh, Oh, you're still with us? Oh, <laughs> okay, sorry. you I, okay. I, I was
1: looking at PJ expecting him to answer, and he, oh, no, I was, and he, was, I, he was looking at the recording deck expecting you to answer, <laughs> and I'm not sure how you are supposed yeah. to know that. I'm sorry, John.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean... It's always early days and you're, and you're always in danger of saying something that doesn't happen. That's the first thing. But the plan will be that we're going to get a year of this out of the way. I, didn't want to, I don't want to tell people this is what's going to happen because there's always, like between now and the end of a year, a lot of stuff can get in your way. And even though it's a, not a big commitment, it's, you know, three or four hours every day just before Thursday, it, you know, it's still a commitment. And, Wednesday, and, that's called. Well, yeah, we, no, if I'm doing it on Wednesday, I'm in real trouble because <laughs> I need to get it done on the on the Tuesday or the so- Saturday or the weekend. Uh, as it is, I'll be in real trouble because I'll be doing it tomorrow because w- once you've only got one day between doing the drawing, you you have no room for anything going wrong at all. So, um, yeah, so the, the so I've been sort of hesitant to say anything. People have asked about collections and stuff. The plan is uh, we're going to do two things. One is to start up a Patreon Um uh, good news on that front, I went to Patreon. When I last had a Patreon, was about two or three years ago, and I closed it down, and I had not much money in it, but about $98, and I'd never claimed it. And ha- having gone back in to claim it, it's now worth more money than it was whenever it first went in, So just because of the exchange rate. So, yo, score for me. That's oh, a like uh, PPI claiming. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the plan is to have a Patreon for people to, to uh, support the work being done. It would be nice to get enough to actually pay for it so it becomes a sort of legitimate... Part of my income uh, and John's income as well, uh, and then after a year we'll we'll do the uh, the folklore. Um, we'll do a collection, and I think the collection will be a Kickstarter, unless a publisher swoops in and says we're interested in this. I think it'll be a Kickstarter um, uh, purely because I think I think hopefully the interest will be there to to do it. And I I'm in an ideal world. I want a nice big thick coffee book kind of edition. That would be my ideal look. What about you, John? Yeah. Have you any thoughts on that? With uh, maybe text articles in the back as well would be good.
3: Yeah,
2: I was thinking that maybe yeah, we're gonna to have to. I'll have to do a, a, a little article at least to to accompany each one. So, and you know, we've got loads of process stuff and everything. So there's loads of stuff we can. Yeah, chuck too Yeah, no, too, to really too much
0: process stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that that would be the plan, and then longer term. I mean, I only want to do one year of folklore thursday um i i mean i'm i don't know how you feel about it john there can't
1: but possibly be any more folklore than one year's well
0: worth. no I, I think there probably is i, I just <laughs> i feel like um I, I i feel like one year is a good amount of time to do one folklore book I, I mean god i don't know if we end up massive amounts of support and a massive amount of people buying it it may well be let's do another you know let's do folklore thursday again this is great um, yeah yeah but I, I think if i and i i like doing this as an exercise. Um, I mean, with you, John, when you're when you're writing the stuff, do you kind of sit down and go, this is a bit of a chore or this is actually quite fun and easy? I don't know how you feel on it.
2: No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying it and I'm enjoying, you know, obviously it's a lot, this thing's a lot easier for me because I'm just literally writing a tweet, but it's about kind of seeing what I can pack into that tweet. And the challenge of it, uh, part of the challenge of it is I try not to, I try to kind of switch off the, the visual side of my head uh, mm. a bit more than I would normally because I don't want to try and imagine what you're going to do with it because I know that you want to just react to the words yeah. and you know I'm not I don't give you any direction with without you know what's what I think you should do with it I just want the kind of the words to speak for themselves so the, the it's definitely a kind of it's weird knowing that it's going to be a comic, but I'm thinking, but I'm not doing any comic stuff about it. I'm just, you know, writing this, uh, you know, I, yeah, it's not even, that. yeah, it's not even like I'm thinking of it as the captions. It's a, it's a piece of prose and it's about getting a piece of prose down to Twitter where count and, you know, yeah. saying something interesting within that. So, yeah. you know, I think it's a really nice exercise. And like you say, I, I think it's, Something that going forward beyond uh, if we if we can do all year of it and we're not sick of it, then you know think about it, thinking about a different thing to do within the same format. Mm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun as well,
0: yeah, yeah, sexy heroines of Britain past <laughs> tell me that I have never really I'm nasty I mean when you do get the artwork in, do you kind of is there big surprises is it kind of oh, that's pretty much what I thought was going to happen, or this is radically different i mean what's your reaction generally? Been, is there, I mean, and I'm sure there's been at least one or two that have disappointed. We'll, we'll let you skip those.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, disappointment, you know, sadness. The, yeah, I, the know, emotions I know. that I usually get from... No,
0: I mean, no, it's always... I've a had surprise, sex with my wife. It, I knew those reactions. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's always lovely
2: because, as I say, I try not to... I try not to imagine it too much. I try to... That, now, this is... I mean, that sound might sound like a weird thing. Um, but uh, this is a conversation me and Leah have had years ago and um, we had this conversation with um, Katie Murphy years ago as well about whether it, some people have brains that automatically do pictures and some people don't. And a lot of people find that difficult to get your head around. My, I don't automatically imagine pictures. I can um, I can build a wall of words mm. and sort of get all the information from the words. But I have to go like there's a, a switch that I have to click to go, oh, and I'll think of it in pictures now. Yeah. And so I sort of try to switch that off as much as I can. So whenever I get your, whenever I get the page, it always is a surprise and it always is a, you know, I'm always like, oh, that's amazing. That's the, the, the it, Those are my words. This has sort of been built around that, but it does surprise me every time. And so, you no, know, it's it's a lovely process. And, you know, uh, every writer loves getting pages back anyway, but there's nothing worse than when you've, you know described a load of stuff and then somebody's just ignored all that stuff so because because I'm not describing anything then I don't have any of that anxiety or yeah. pain that yeah. I might normally get in comics
0: yeah I, I mean I might for my part it's it's basically sit down look at the words that are on that and try and figure out which of these can I fit into where and how can I split this up to tell a story to you know to to tell this like it's a comic page and and so you sometimes sometimes you you don't quite get everything in you want to get in but it's and and there is always a danger after 40 of them you kind of get start to repeat the same sort of tropes or tricks that you've used so that that's the thing i am kind of slightly concerned for in the future but having said that i, I yeah that's that's the plan is we're uh, going to do a patreon and we're going to do a kickstarter for the book and hopefully we'll get to do more later on and i okay. think that that's enough for now isn't
1: it well uh before we go john um do you have any other work that you want to plug up?
0: plug john plug
2: Um, uh, Do I? Um, (laughs) I, I've got a thing in a a, a zine that Maria Cuervo has put together, which is um, called Hellebore, which is a new zine all about folklore. And it's uh, an issue all based around sacrifice that's coming out in time for Halloween. So I've written an article in that about um, bog bodies. If um, If you're interested in bog bodies, who isn't?
0: Yeah, um, there's a, a graphic novel coming call. out yep, from Declan uh, Shalvey about bog bodies. Yeah, it's
1: going to be called Bog Bodies, which is
0: Coincident. oh really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 It's about it's a crime thing, but it's it's about it's it ties in with the bog bodies in Dublin as well. So there you were yeah. just uh, sorry we plugged Declan's thing while you were <laughs> plugging your thing. That was very rude of us. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> um, that's and you've Declan, stuff coming up. He's always two steps ahead of me. Oh, the swine. And uh, so, 2080 you have more stuff coming up, have you? Storm Warning, yeah. I've
2: got a uh, um, yeah. Well, got, I've, I've just been asked to do another storm warning thing, which mm-hmm. we're um ruminating on, but we've got um a couple of other um stories of Finder and Keeper, which was our little thing we had in the all ages. Oh, yes, yes, special. Um, uh, is that is, is about-
0: that is is that strip going to be all ages? I mean, because it was in the all ages 2000 AD, you can presume the content's got to be all ages, but. Is it going to? Are you kind of sticking to that content rule? Is it or is it, Are you kind of allowed to expand from that, or is it? Is it? You don't want to. Is it not sort of that kind of material anyway. No, I'm going. I'm going to keep. We're going to keep it all ages because it, I. I actually think um,
2: you know. Having done the Dark Horse book, having done Conspiracy Ravens, I sort mm. of think there's kind of a bit of. Um, It's a bit liberating to do all-ages stuff in a way because, you know, one, it's nice having kids to be able to show them the stuff you're doing. But there's a tendency sometimes when you're doing stuff to think, oh, is that, you know, have I gone kind of dark enough there? Have mm. I gone heavy enough with this? Could the, What could be this twist be? Oh, it could be something really nasty. And you kind of, even if it's not stuff you want to do, you, you you have to explore that territory. And I think if you're doing like an all-ages thing, you go, oh, it's all right, I can never go there. So yeah. I don't even need to, you know what I mean? There, You've there, got your parameters a, the, I think
0: as well, there's a tendency, I think maybe, I mean, certainly for me, is to kind of go, oh, this is adult, so I can say a bad word. And it's like, well, that's, you know, you can you can be dark and scary. In fact, in in many respects, even more so for with with kids stuff, without resorting yeah. to to sort of overt kind of sexually sexualization or uh, kind of a vote, uh, uh, overt gore and stuff. You can it can be just as meaningful and more so in in some ways to to aim for that kind of younger reader, but also a kind of a wider age range. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. So, uh, yeah. I um if we've learnt nothing from YA novels, surely it's
2: that. Yeah, yeah. And it's um the swearing thing is the thing where you kind of think, Oh god, I was supposed to be writing something serious here, somebody better say shit in a minute and yeah. you know, and then you think how 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 ridiculous yeah. is that? You know, yeah. who am I trying to the only person who's gonna be impressed by that is, is actually like a twelve year old or yeah. something <laughs> gonna
0: Oh, oh they said shit in this yeah. and there's boobs on yeah. a girl. Oh god, <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, thanks very much, John, for joining us. I uh, really appreciate it at uh, sort of short notice. And uh, where can we find you?
0: Online? Um,
1: you can, you <laughs> yeah, can find well, me I mean, on. I'm not, not going to send the listeners all well, Liverpool.
0: I mean, I have to say, Ron looked at me when he said that for a start. So, uh, you know, I, well, I, I got confused. Second. Was
1: it obviously a question directed at John? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, OK. So, John, can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Uh,
2: so my, my main website is www.morerepion.com. I'll spell it out. M-O-O-R-E, that's more, R-E-P-P-I-O-N, that's wow. Um You know, if only I had an easier name to spell. <laughs> um, so that's, that's all of my stuff, all of me stuff and all the stuff we do together. Um, and I'm on Twitter, as just John Repion. Because uh, there's no other John reference so it's nice and easy. Yeah,
0: that, that's when the hard spelling of your surname comes in useful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, John, thanks for being on. Thanks for and, being on, uh, John. We'll chat to you again Thank sometime you very soon. Much. Thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers.
2: Thanks very much. Bye.